Welcome to Mental Wealth and Wellness, where we dive deep into the tips, tricks, and techniques of taking care of your mind so you can finally begin to live the abundant life you always knew was meant for you. What if you could view your mind as your greatest asset instead of a lifelong limitation? Who would you be and how would you leave your mark on the world if you could shift into a state of abundant mental wealth? I'm your host, Jenna Knapp, a certified NLP, EFT, and hypnosis practitioner, and I'm so excited to open the doors to my world and share everything I have learned through my personal journey from a mental health diagnosis to a mentally wealthy mindset. Thank you for tuning in, showing up, and being vulnerable enough to open your mind and heart to a whole new lens of looking at the world. This is Mental Wealth and Wellness. Now let's dig into the episode and get you one step closer to your abundant future. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mental Wealth and Wellness. I'm so excited because this is a very impromptu podcast with my dear friend and fellow master NLP practitioner, Katie Prince. And we are currently at our Airbnb in Toronto. <gasps> and where are we? Liberty Village. And um, tomorrow we graduate as master practitioners with the Yes Supply Method. And we are just so excited. It's like our last or second to last night in the Airbnb, but you have to wake up really early on Monday. So very casually like hey want to record a podcast and it's so fun because to document this time with you this week that we've spent here together is just really special so thank you for saying yes ah as if I would say anything else Jenna are you kidding I'm so excited that we decided to sit down and do this this evening we've got major like excited teenage sleepover vibes happening in this Airbnb right now. We really do. Like literally falling asleep giggling about whatever. Who knows what. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, wow. It's been an amazing week. Oh, well, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. And it feels kind of surreal that it's coming to a close tomorrow. Um, But I don't know about you, but I feel ready. Yeah, I feel like okay, time to go back to real life. We've been in sort of in this like suspended reality. Mm-hmm. Time warp alert. <laughs> I'm about to do the thing where I just repeat everything you say. <laughs> time warp alert, yes. <laughs> uh, you can't see it, but Katie just did a dance. Raise your hands. Put them on your... That's the time warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I was like going to laugh about it because I'm like, Let's you're going straight into super... You're going into Superwoman pose. Get those yes. confidence hormones running. Superhero. So can you introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Katie Prince and I am an ethical copywriting expert turned sales coach for entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, and alongside that, I'm also British I eat a lot of pizza. I have a husband who I love very much, who is a neuroscientist right now. He is based up in Montreal. So I'm having a year of being a digital nomad. So yeah, having my sales coaching business is more, is something that I'm more grateful for than ever right now, because over this next year of nomading it out, I'm able to transport it with me and support my clients to get the leads, get the sales and get the results they deserve no matter where in the world I am. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And I remember like when the event was first created for a practitioner for guest supply, like checking you out and like seeing like your Instagram and talking about copywriting and just being so curious and interested in how you were arriving to that training with like already such an extensive set of skills and to find ways to bring NLP and coaching into that was just so motivational that you had like 
just this powerhouse of a business already set up and like use these tools that you learn to like go forward because just for context I feel like a lot of people in that room are strictly like life coaches in the sense I mean sales coaching is still life coaching but you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it's just like you were sort of What's the word? Yeah, I think I kind of, I definitely felt like the odd one out in that first room back at, first room I mean back at practitioner in May. I think I definitely had this feeling bubble up the week before. I was like, wait, why did I sign up for this? Like, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a success coach. And yeah, I kind of, uh, like I felt super aligned with the decision when I did it, but that was back in January and we didn't get together to do the training until May. And right before, yeah, I definitely felt that imposter syndrome of like, well, I'm going to be different to everyone. But once I got in the room and, you know, we started learning everything that we learn, everything from language patterns to hypnosis to you know, even like time techniques yeah. and, and coaching embedded questions, commands. embedded commands. And yeah, I, what was really amazing for me during that week was that I was able to get a much deeper understanding of why good sales copy works because I, I already knew what would make compelling sales copy that results in an action, but I didn't have the full understanding of why it worked on like a cellular level with people and why people make decisions, not always decisions about buying, but decisions and having a proper understanding of, yeah, how different types of people respond to different types of language. It really just like layered over everything I was doing and it gave me so much confidence, Mm -hmm. Um, not to mention kind of, the coaching skills have really helped me support my clients to get the best out of themselves. And yeah, coming back to master was a no brainer for me, a no brainer. Right. Oh my God. And this week was so good. And I, um, want to get into that. And I'm also remembering the story about the cakes. (laughs) It's like an amazing part, but, but first I want to ask you the mental, Wealth and wellness questions. Is that okay? Sure. What is the most recent thing that you've manifested? (laughs) (laughs) The most recent thing that I have manifested, well, there are two things that go hand in hand. So I recently manifested a 50K sales month inside my business i want to scream but i know that won't sound good on the microphone so I'm just <laughs> yeah all right we'll snap our fingers instead oh and as i say that like my cheeks are like clenching up and honestly that still doesn't quite feel real to me mm-hmm. i'm like wow that really happened and sort of part of what took me there was the the real goal that I was manifesting that made that um, big sales my, milestone come about was I've been manifesting 24 participants inside my group coaching program, Squirm Free Sales Masters, which is a 40-day accelerator to help entrepreneurs become the master of squirm free selling inside their business and when I say squirm free I mean free of all that like icky sliminess that we very often associate with selling and instead let it be something that's really fun and easy and effortless and normal you know not like oh I need to put my selling hat on and be the selling person (laughs) like no you can literally just be yourself um And yeah, so I manifested 24 incredible entrepreneurs who are joining me, one of which I have the great pleasure of looking at as we record this podcast. (laughs) When you hear snaps, that's me not yelling, (laughs) but trying to yell, wishing I can yell. Yes. And yell with your thumb and forefinger. 
and wow. yeah I set that goal it just kind of turned up in my head one day and honestly focusing on the people who I wanted to serve the that sales goal that sounds very like shiny and whoa like that just happened as a natural side effect of really making that commitment of I'm gonna serve 24 people I'm gonna help 24 people transform their business between now and the end of the year oh my god yeah and that was like was that the first day of practitioner where we were writing goals or was it the second where we were there and Reese was asking us all what our goals were and you were like actually have one that expects midnight and just to be in a room full of people where we were literally like <laughs> putting all this incredible energy towards people's goals and like we got to watch you cross over that line of the 50k month and then over the line of the 24 spots being filled like it was almost like double time bonus right like for both of these opportunities to come up within the two weeks like and to witness you go through that was so cool oh well yeah it was amazing to be able to be surrounded by people to celebrate that because I feel like you know what whatever area of your life you're setting goals in like it's amazing to feel that fulfillment and like the yay I did it for yourself but to be able to be surrounded by people who like aren't just like oh yay like good job you did it but to really like feel into that success with you Mm -hmm. and really celebrate you on a deep level like that was something really special for me yeah right like when we do energy hospital, like when we did that throughout the week, <laughs> you know, like that kind of same like intention, but constantly, mm-hmm. like that's what that room is just like, like there's just so much love happening in there. And there's such an intense belief, like everyone believed in you so much that it could happen. And then when it did happen, everyone was like, of course it did, you know? Like, how many spaces in our life do we have that kind of unconditional, unwavering belief? Mm. Um, And, like, with 13, 14, however many people are in that room, like, like, everyone feeling the same way. It's just such a special space. What would you say is, like, the number one ingredient that went into making that a reality for you? That's so easy gratitude I knew that's what you were gonna say yeah (laughs) a hundred percent so yeah and this is something that now I'm really encouraging my clients to do and you know if you're listening to this and there's something that you want to bring into reality like I started feeling grateful for those 20 I said it wrong 24 um (laughs) amazing uh clients and amazing students participants in my program I started feeling grateful for them before I even set my sales page live before I made my first Instagram post before I did any kind of announcement or took any kind of action and when I say like oh I started feeling grateful I don't mean like a sort of oh yeah, I'm grateful. I mean like really feeling it like Mm -hmm. in your chest Um, and you know, in your hands and throat and you know, really, really feeling into it. And one of the things that I did and I don't know, it wasn't like a conscious decision to do this. I didn't decide like, oh, I need to really anchor in that gratitude it just kind of happened and became a habit quite organically. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, like on reflection, I can see that it was an anchor. Yeah. So what I did was every time I was feeling this intense feeling of gratitude. So at first that was me just bringing up that feeling myself. I listened to the same song and it's like super upbeat. It's called Just Got Paid by Sagala, available on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> available on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever music streaming service you prefer. 
well and um and yeah I just really felt that gratitude and then it turned into a bit of a ritual so every time one of my amazing new clients signed on I listened to that song I felt that gratitude like really course through my body and I danced around with joy or I went on yes. like a big power walk and just really like got into that physiology like I tried to get the sun on my face where possible and just feel that like wow. warm mashed potato feeling of being super grateful wow that warm mashed potato feeling that might be the title of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing I love that and it's so powerful because this happens in our life anyway right like when a song is on the radio all the time and it fits if you're hearing that song when you're going through a breakup and then 10 years later when you hear that song it reminds you of that person or whatever yeah a positive example would be when you are like going through your final test and about to graduate and you hear a song all the time and three months later you hear it and it just brings back all the feelings of like being really proud like this happens in so many areas of our life without us even knowing that it's like happening and that to take that and then use that consciously and subconsciously and just put your power into it is so amazing yeah a hundred percent and actually like I remember like there are some songs that still remind me of a time in my life where I was a chalet host in the mountains and like it was me in like a former life I was like a big party girl then um but yeah there are some songs that will just instantly transport mm -hmm. me back there and do you know what I couldn't even tell you what they are right now right but yeah. when they come on like you're like oh my god it's like getting in a time machine mm -hmm. it's so incredible so like for you to anchor in this song the song is going to be so powerful for you forever yeah, it'll always remind me of this amazing milestone. And, you know, I think I will mix it up um, moving right. forward because I feel like, yeah, you can have things that serve you for mm -hmm. a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? And My dad always says that. Did I tell you that? I feel like you just stole that from my head. No, you didn't tell me that your dad always says that. My dad always says that, and he always goes... I always say, <laughs> so. just like my dad always says. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, a season, a reason, or a lifetime. Mm, and I'm not sure that I'm ready to listen to the same song for a lifetime, but it served me so well for a season, right? And I'm really yes. excited. Like It's always going to have like such a fond, amazing memory attached to it because of the people who are involved and yeah next time and eventually you'll just have a playlist of all of them oh my god yes that's such a good point and then you'll have a super anchor <laughs> down the road of all your launches <laughs> oh my god that's a good idea that is a good idea thank you you're welcome i feel <laughs> lucky enough to have like witnessed the dance sessions and mm -hmm. can dance a bit myself yeah you even joined in a bit <laughs> <laughs> it's a catchy song okay uh on that topic um where do you feel the most abundance in your life this doesn't have to be monetarily though mm. right now i would say my relationships around me um I like going through my 20s like many people kind of got a bit lost um, and accumulated a lot of uh, friendships and you know had personal relationships that you know weren't all bad but were quite surface level mm -hmm. and circumstantial um, I so I've been sober for just over two years at the time of recording. And yeah, so many of my friends were people who I used to go to the pub with and drink pints with and go out clubbing and partying with. And, you know, whilst you kind of share lots of experiences and you do share some deep things like we share plenty of shame, <laughs> 
a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's been really magical about like transitioning out of that lifestyle has been that now everyone I meet and everyone who I form a friendship with, like we're connected by something real. You know, whether it's like us meeting through NLP training, which <laughs> is, you know, we've both been drawn to that because we want to create a better life for ourselves through serving others. Like, what a cool way to make a friendship with someone. Right? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, or, you know, I've got a lot, a lot of my friends are people who are creating businesses or who are making, like, big pivots in their life so that they can create a trickle-down effect through generations or, like, in their community. And, yeah, like, the friendships that I've made over the last couple of years have been, you know, even though they haven't lasted a long time yet, like, they're just built on a way deeper foundation, Mm -hmm. I think. That's beautiful and so true, right? Like, do you think a lot of people experience that in their, like, first chunk of their 20s yeah because we're all trying to figure out like who am I how do I fit in Mm -hmm. and honestly like you just want to fit in don't you Mm -hmm. it's challenging when you move out of education because you know all the friends that you're supposed to be socializing with are quite handily just plopped into a classroom with you right and then when you step into adulthood it's like how do I make friends as an adult? Mm-hmm. And very often, kind of your first step into the workplace, you're um, at the bottom of the rung very often, and you get into this habit of fitting in to mm-hmm. survive and yeah. thrive. And, so you know, true. very often you're recalibrating what that relationship is with your parents or people from your childhood you're kind of layering on that new identity of you as an adult and yeah I think we just kind of need to cut ourselves a bit of a break for I don't think anyone gets their 20s perfect I mean I don't think anyone gets anything perfect there's no such thing but yeah it takes a bit of time to to figure out and I definitely tried to wear a mask for a for a long time and it was only because I wanted to fit in and connect with people yeah and what you said earlier about like we all always shared a lot of shame while drinking and stuff like I find you know you're in school and sure you kind of like channeled into you know maybe being closer to finding people that you really resonate with more so than like high school but then it's still like okay after you get out of that like what I found at least like a big area of connection was struggling or being like wow like we're all so broke or like being like um drawn to each other about how hard like life was hitting us right like being an adult is rough like in those early 20s and a lot of times when you come together it's to like complain or gossip or talk about whatever to just fit in and like have something to talk about so like I love what you said about meeting someone through an NLP training because now we're at that point where we get to literally choose the spaces that we're going into and choosing the spaces that we're like deeming worthy of our time and like are investing in ourselves in the process of it and then attracting beautiful people uh, into our lives by choosing these experiences and like right like the foundation of all of us in that room like we all <laughs> we all are living in cause not effect so like <laughs> if you try to like go down a rabbit hole of complaining or shame or whatever someone's either going to like <laughs> be like uh hello <laughs> you would like crack your neck around like sorry like, what <laughs> right like there's just like not even a space for that to happen which is so interesting and then like not because like I don't just like people taking responsibility is what I think it comes down to mm. or just and at the same time like I 
for a while when I kind of changed up my lifestyle, I felt like a lot of uh, like judgment and resentment towards my past self because yeah, like I like I used my past self. I used to be a bit of an asshole, you know. I'd be the first person to stir stuff up or jump on a bandwagon of like, oh yeah, they're blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, to moan about my job and moan about all the things I had in my life. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, but it comes from a place of, yeah, ju- just fear and just like desperately looking mm-hmm. to connect and whether that's over struggle or complaining or whatever. But I think it takes like real vulnerability, like true vulnerability to talk about what you do want. Yeah. And what you do yeah. want to have and what you dream of. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, you said it all right there. And then to be compassionate towards that past version of yourself that, <laughs> presupposition, was doing the best that they could with the resources that they had, mm-hmm. trying to fit in, trying to have friends, like, modeling after examples that were in front of them of how to do that, you know? But to choose this lifestyle of, like, shifting into cause and gratitude and just asking people, like, what, well, if that's not what you want, what do you want? That's, like, it is, it's a whole nother world. I feel like sometimes, do you ever feel, like, just so detached, (laughs) like, as positive as it is? Like, do you ever feel so detached in, like, how different things are? Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm living in a parallel universe to the one I used to live in. And I think if, I think the reality is if my, like, 21, 22-year-old self could see me now, they, you know, they would have been so afraid that they could never have that. Then, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know that I would have judged and scoffed and taken the mickey and gone in fact you know what this will make you laugh me and my little brother freddie used to have this running joke because there's 10 there's 10 years between us right and so i've always like given him advice and been the person who he comes to and we had this joke like i don't know if you do this with people you grew up with you like speak to each other in like funny voices and yeah stuff. and he always used to say to me like if i gave him some good advice he'd be like hey katie you should be a life coach oh my god and, <laughs> and that became like our little in joke of like oh my god you should be a, you should like totally be a life coach <laughs> if we said so if we like helped each other with something and i remember when i signed up for yes yeah, sophia i was like hey Freddie, guess what I'm going to be a life coach. Oh my God. Yeah. But, back, but back to your question, like, yeah, I think my younger self would have been very quick to judge and very quick to mock and very quick to just write that off as something that was stupid or not cool or whatever. Because when you write something off as being stupid or you go, oh, like, that's so, like, whatever, insert... Right negativity here yeah (laughs) when you write something off as that it makes it okay not to have it Hmm. and mic drop (laughs) mic drop i'm just like "Mm." i ruined the silence (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) you can swear on here it's fine so um moving on I'm like it's just so easy to talk with you like the the intro questions are becoming amazing conversational uh springboards but we'll circle back to the final intro question question which is what is your favorite form of self-care currently setting boundaries yes Oh, that's so good. And when I say favorite, I don't mean favorite to do, but I mean favorite to feel the benefit of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And setting boundaries, you know, when I talk about setting boundaries, I mean 
being really clear with myself on what I am and am not willing to do and then communicating that to others Mm -hmm. and where I first kind of implemented this was on like the business side Mm -hmm. of you know just simple things like letting clients know that I won't be available in the evenings for example that was the first boundary I set with them and that was like all the fear comes up of like oh my gosh like they're gonna think that I'm not committed they're gonna fire me blah 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 and of course they don't they're just like oh cool thanks for letting me know right and this is the response that you get to most boundaries when you set them they feel so terrifying and like you're putting rejection and everything on the line and the Mm -hmm. reality is most people are just like oh cool thanks for letting me know (laughs) right so like all that's actually just happening inside of our heads Mm-hmm. We're anticipating someone to freak out and be like, what do you mean you want to have the evenings with your husband? <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to no say that. That's really unreasonable. <laughs> Katie, I think you should work on Sundays, Saturdays, I do, do and know, I do actually work on Sundays. I love working on Sundays for some reason. But... Okay. Fridays and Saturdays, those are my days. Those are your days. Okay, so that's your weekend. Yeah, I feel like I get an early weekend. But then sort of moving out of like business-focused ones, and yeah, I think one of the, some of the boundaries that I've enjoyed setting and keeping more recently has been ones in my personal relationships. So, you know, I have a business, which means that I... You know, and I have clients in different time zones, so sometimes things do get a bit funky on my schedule. I definitely enjoy having more flexibility around my schedule now. And one of the boundaries that it's caused me to address has been like communication with my, um, well, with my husband. So you know, letting him know when mm-hmm. I'm going to be available. Like if he calls me on a break in between coaching calls and. I need that time to decompress then now like I see it as a form of Mm self-care to be like oh you know to just drop the call and say hey I'm just taking a break in between some coaching calls I'll call you back at this time and I think the past me would have felt like so fearful that if I you know set that boundary then I would hurt the other person or the other person would be annoyed with me or you know there would be some kind some kind of repercussion and the reality is that people just like to know what's going on mm-hmm. exactly like <laughs> setting boundaries is so much better than just ghosting someone that's true you know like how many times when someone ghosts someone they're really just needing to set a boundary mm. but we like oh like and ghost maybe isn't the greatest term like for example with your husband like if you didn't send that message and you were just and called back at that later time that's a huge window of time you might have been like oh like is katie okay like whatever not knowing what's going on but when when you have the details people are like cool yeah they're like cool thanks for letting me know i'll do this and we'll have a great talk later (laughs) that's amazing and um hmm any other new boundaries that you have that you're giving to yourself? Any other new boundaries that I have that I'm giving to myself? Uh, <laughs> I should have asked about that before. <laughs> what do you want me to talk about? Um, you're raising your eyebrows at me and I'm like, oh my gosh, have I set an awesome boundary soon? Yeah, you had a huge breakthrough about a boundary yesterday. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> if you want to, if not, I can clap and erase this part. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, another boundary that... I mean, I'm not sure if I would 100% file this under boundaries. I think it kind of comes under a couple of uh, subheadings. <laughs> It falls um, in the self-care category, though. A hundred percent. Is, yeah, like, as, you know, I've shared with 
you and your listeners like a big goal that I reached and a side effect of growing my business sort of quite quickly like that is I work a lot and do like do I just have a lot on my plate Mm -hmm. (laughs) in order to make that happen and now you know having 24 amazing new clients to serve is fantastic and amazing however it does mean that you know doing things that I used to have plenty of time to do like you know make decisions about like decide what flight I'm gonna get and what travel arrangements I'm gonna get and what food I'm gonna eat for the week like and it might sound it might sound ridiculous but those decisions at this point are so like low down on my priority list that very often like I don't end up making them and the knock-on effect of that has been up until now that I've left plans until the last minute which I find very stressful um that I've been eating loads of takeaways and not really taking care of myself in the way that I'd like to and so yeah active self-care is that I've hired a personal assistant to help me and to support me so that I can yeah be present for my clients be present in my personal relationships and yeah receive some help in taking care of myself because I'm just one person right yeah, you're just one person <laughs> and, it, and that's like your schedule for next week holy smokes yeah you deserve that help and you deserve that like to still make sure you're eating well and having time to get the proper sleep and all of the things right so like where you can carve out time, like that exercise, the delete, delegate, automate, like whatever you can delegate. If you're in a position as you're growing in your business and going through these up levels, like you've reached that point where you can delegate, amazing. And I know you're going to do it with like the same amount of gratitude that you do when you're anticipating your future clients coming to you. Yeah, I am. I'm so excited. It's uh definitely like a comfort zone moment an up level moment and yeah also just being ready to receive help um and receive support and not from a place of oh god I should be able to do this myself but from recognizing like hey I'm doing all of this stuff for other people Mm -hmm. it's actually really like People like helping. Like, think about the last time you helped someone with something. It feels really nice, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, if I can, well, like, <laughs> yeah, like, pay someone to help me, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. <laughs> While you're simultaneously helping 24 amazing clients through a 40-day accelerator program mm-hmm. and maintaining relationships and traveling. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hands down. I'm so excited for you. Okay, so we're going to backtrack a little bit and go back into just sharing a little bit more about what it's been like to go through practitioner and now master practitioner. So if we backtrack to Yes Supply in May, that was a room full of 30 people. Reese didn't have her official office yet. She was still renting a space um, or like, yeah, like leasing out it for just the week. Um, And we went deep. We learned like a lot of techniques that week. We practiced a lot and that week just like totally flew by. And then we had this big gap of time that went really fast and feels pretty small now. It's not that big. Four months. Four months. I feel like at the end of May, it felt like a huge gap of time, but looking back on it, it was like... I think it was just right. I think it was exactly what I needed. Like the perfect amount of time. Yeah, so four months then between that and master practitioner. You do whatever you need to do. Yeah, we're going to get a little bit of shuffling. I just need to move Mm -hmm. You good? There we go. Here we go. Yeah. We're sitting on the floor. <laughs> it's super cozy and it's super like 
cozy and fun. It is cozy and fun. <laughs> the sleepover vibes continue. They do. Um, so that four months, what happened for you in those four months that felt like a significant result from the practitioner training? Oh my gosh, where do I start? Subconsciously, whatever pops up first. Oh, like, I'm not sure of things that are popping up. I'm just going to, like, go for it. So, first of all, like, immediately out of the training, 10 days later, I hosted an event, which was called Copywriting That Sells Without Making You Squirm. I, it was sold out. I had over 100 people in the room come and listen to me talk about copywriting, which was just surreal I feel so surreal about it now and so much of what I learned at that first practitioner training I was able to put into practice straight away I felt the most confident I'd ever felt presenting in front of a room and you know I sold an offer from stage I yeah enrolled like $10,000 worth of business that night. It was, yeah, it was pretty epic. And I felt, yeah, I just felt really certain about what was going to come out of my mouth. In the past, I had tried to script, um, like, or overly script Mm -hmm. um, talks that I'd given. And then if I lost my place, I'd be like, oh my God, where am I? And I would get really stressed out if I missed things out. Um, And this time I just had like this certainty that I would deliver. And I did. Even though like my projector broke and like all the stuff you don't want to happen happened. And it was fine anyway. Wow. So that was like a big win that I got immediately out of the training. And then after that, it definitely gave me a much deeper understanding of how sales copy works mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. on like a subconscious and conscious level um and also kind of help me really get clear on what my values are in terms of sales cuz yeah like some of the things that we kind of covered I was like I wouldn't feel comfortable applying that in a sales context for example And so it helped me get a lot of clarity about what my values are. Um, And then, yeah, it wasn't all just about business as well. Just about business. It wasn't all about business. Um, I was also able to rebuild my relationship with my mum. Yeah. Because, yeah, we've had a rough few years. A rough few years. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's something that many people can relate to on some level. And yeah. yeah, I ended up flying home kind of quite suddenly um, because my nan got super sick um, and yeah, sadly passed away over the summer. Um, and when I went home... Like, I booked my flight on a Thursday, flew home on a Saturday. Um, and, yeah, like, when I got home, I hadn't actually, like, spoke spoken on the phone or on a video call or anything with my mum for, like, seven months. And I think what I learned from the practitioner training about, you know, really... <laughs> I know we've already talked about it, but, like, this this deep understanding and like beyond understanding but like a knowing that everyone is always doing the best they can with whatever they've got at the time I think like having that I don't even want to call it understanding but like that knowledge that Mm -hmm. that is true for my mum and also for myself my past self and having compassion in both directions like we yeah, we healed our relationship over the summer. And yeah, that was pretty cool. 
was pretty alright. Yeah, so that was good. <laughs> I remember when you made that video and put it in the Yes Supply group, talking about that, about oh I cried. Same. It's just so beautiful. Like it's amazing that this work can impact business. But we've sent voice memos about it over the summer of like it's even more special when it can impact our personal lives. And you just see the waves that it makes in all areas. Yeah, well the reality is like if your personal life is in is in tatters, then you know, how can you mm-hmm. build a successful career, whether that's through a business or whether that's through a traditional career path like if everything's going to shit at home it's so it's much harder to make that happen mm-hmm. and you know that's you know one of the kind of uh yeah presuppositions or like rules of NLP if if you like like the values of NLP is yeah about wholeness mm-hmm. and what's really cool is like if you work on your personal life then you can expect a ripple effect in your career or your business and vice versa if you work on your health then expect your relationships to improve if you work on your relationships then expect your connection to spirit or god or source whatever that is for you expect that to improve Mm -hmm. all of this stuff is connected and i feel like one of the lies we're sold a bit is Mm. especially as women like because we get fed all of this like balanced life like do it all bs by the media like we sort of fed this lie that everything should be neatly compartmentalized and you kind of put on a different hat when you're at work Mm. and at home and when you're a mum and when you're a wife when you're um uh at your like church or community center like you're supposed to put all these hats on and have all these identities but that's not how it works like you're you're a whole you're one person right and all of those identities come together and make a whole and yeah like trying to learn this stuff and only apply it to your business and keep this strictly for business that's yeah a mistake Mm -hmm. because if you let this stuff like spill out into all areas of your life honestly like yeah yeah cut me off or I'll just keep going no I I was just (laughs) about to say that like I can completely agree like um my big one is that like my partner and I were uh we broke up like two months before the training and doing this work and doing like all of the phenomenal like releasing of negative emotions limiting decisions like stuff that didn't have anything to actually do with her or with us like it helped me step into a place of clarity helped me understand her model of the world helped me understand my model of the world and like open this door back up to like just like not everything had to be in like the black and white that I was painting before and like making that shift in my mindset totally allowed the opportunity for us to reconnect and I was like I remember sharing this before like I was so hesitant at first because I didn't want to like get hurt right like to be vulnerable to be um in a place of not knowing if you made the right or wrong decision but knowing like okay if you're gonna speak up for yourself and you're gonna say what you need and you're going to like draw boundaries and get like really clear on where you're at and how you can be your best version of yourself like like i found the strength and the like (laughs) the brave bones in my body to ask for that and um yeah like we're back together and happier than ever and it was like things that I could have said years ago but I was living in a state of fear of like worrying about what the outcome would be like 
and basically kind of sending a message to, and this is the perfect example of it, like happening in other areas of your life, sending a message to not just like the part of me that wants to be in a partnership, but um, in like family relationships, in my business, in um, just any kind of art opportunities that I have, like sending this overall message out that I didn't want to be on the receiving end of love. And that can like translate differently in each of those categories, but like, whoa, you know? And then mm. I thought I cleared all that up and then <laughs> come back to master and there was like four other levels. It's like, wait, there's more. <laughs> four other levels to my uh, resistance around receiving and asking for help and being open to. But that's support. good, right? Because like, you know, if you hadn't have done. It would be like, you know, if you're stood at the bottom of the stairs and you mm-hmm. try and, like, stretch your leg yeah. all the way up to the top step. Exactly. You can't do it. You have to take, you know, you might be able to take some of the steps two at a time if you can hold on to a handrail. Yeah. <laughs> but you still have to take the steps to get to the top and you have to take the first one first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, that's such a simple way to break it down, but it's so true. But I think, like, in healing we think we can like just teleport to the top of the stairs yeah or the bottom however you're picturing it in your head I was picturing top bottom oh okay what were you picturing I was picturing um I was picturing the bottom to the top and I and they had carpet on oh cool I was picturing the yes by stairs (laughs) interesting interesting oh Okay, so, yeah, and then fast forward to Master, how have you been feeling about Master Practitioner? We've been doing more, I mean, yes, techniques, but we got deep into quantum linguistics, quantum physics, speaking skills, getting up there, (laughs) leaning into source energy to pull off a speech oh my god i wonder if i feel so tired like we've done a lot <laughs> right exactly and it's 11 14 now um we have no um okay yeah, yeah we have done we've done so much and I think, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to like formulate what I want to share that's going to be like valuable because I think for me, what has been, I don't know if this is the most valuable learning, but it's certainly one that stands out to me from being at this training has been like certainty been certainty because you know first of all we reviewed the skills that we learned back in May as we reviewed those like I remember how overwhelming I found those concepts just a few months ago and now that I've been putting them into action like I was able to really take my understanding and application of them to the next level right Mm -hmm. and just notice new things because I've already been doing this stuff for a few months now and Yeah, so that was a big thing, was like feeling really certain in my abilities and in my application and being able to kind of get like a nice refresher and layer on a few Mm -hmm. new bits and pieces, like a bit of a polish up on what I already knew. The public speaking for me was super valuable, super valuable, because speaking publicly is something that I've become quite comfortable doing and I really really enjoy and again being able to really tune up those skills and be more deliberate and just really add to that knowing of like yes I'm gonna show up in a way that makes it easy for people to understand what I'm sharing and Mm -hmm. makes it easy for other people to be able to listen and learn from me and also like some of the public speaking things like they're so applicable to pitching so whether you pitch live from stage you pitch on webinars or you're pitching on sales calls like they're you know having some kind of names for 
doing certain things is mm-hmm. going to really help me kind of make it clearer in supporting my clients and yeah just feeling like I see why it's called master practitioner because I yeah. do I feel like yeah a master of these skills and having that yeah clickety click click like having that confidence is so freaking important mm-hmm. because yeah I want to be able to walk into any room and know that not only am I going to feel confident but also I can adapt what I'm saying and what I'm sharing so that it doesn't matter what kind of person what kind of learner what kind of person from what kind of background with what values with what um like way of understanding and interpreting the world it doesn't matter who's in that room I know that I can flex what it is that I have to share so that they can understand it so that they can get value from it and that is really cool that is so cool and such a beautiful way that you summarized that today when we got home from breakthrough days we were both the practitioners today and you just asked me like did you just feel like a different level of knowing what you were doing like how did you feel before you began and gratefully like my answer could be like I felt really good I didn't feel nervous at all I felt like easy like we got this we know everything down to a T like it's muscle memory like lean into your intuition to follow and calibrate to the client like but to feel that certainty was so powerful Mm. and also just to like get a picture of of what's possible like the reality is Jenna that you and I like we have learned all these skills and put them into action within a time frame of a few months and you know if that's possible for you and I then it's possible for anyone who wants to create a big shift in their life you know if you want to become a better communicator like even if you're the shyest person in in every room right now it's available to you even if you have never done a, a live video or a face to camera Instagram story or you know sent an email to someone who you didn't know like that confidence and that certainty it's available for you mm-hmm. and it's okay if you don't have it or you don't know it now you can you can learn it and when you do learn it you will have that and it doesn't have to take years and years and years mm-hmm. it can happen quickly yes when you have the right tools and when you show up with the right mindset to learn and change and you know also when you're surrounded for the like surrounded by a community of people who've got your back and who want you to succeed and believe that you will succeed it's a pretty potent mix (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh my god so that was an amazing tip but do you have any like last thing that you would uh, <laughs> ask like nugget I hate that word I don't know what to call it oh I love the word nugget okay we'll call it a nugget <laughs> do you have a final nugget of any kind of advice that you would give someone who is wanting to take action in their life but not knowing where to begin no pressure no pressure i have (laughs) i have a little one can i go first yeah you go first i think like in the themes of talking about certainty the biggest thing that clicked for me over these past two weeks was in the beginning we got to go in there and we got these huge pieces of paper and we got to write in first person who we are at our highest potential as I am blank, as if it was already true. And now tomorrow at graduation, I know we're all going to like read those and it's like, that's literally who we became. And we hung them up um, like around the room. They were surrounding us throughout the whole, I have chills, mm-hmm. <laughs> around the whole two weeks and just like feeling so supported and so 
maybe like a little bit nervous of like is that really me in the beginning but like every day chipping away layers of like absolutely yes that's me absolutely that's possible like and getting closer to that certainty and doing the identity level work of just being like but without changing all the behaviors without changing all of the like small stuff like if you go up on the pyramid right below purpose is identity like if you're making changes from an identity place what does that look like and who do you want to step into and a lot of the times the things we want to step into it's not like writing I want to be, <laughs> I want to be in Bali tomorrow. Like you're not like writing that about your identity. It's about like when I step into a room, I have confidence and my shoulders are back and I feel radiant and I want to share my love and my gratitude with everyone in that room. When you actually think about it, that's something that you can do immediately. That's something that you can do any day. And when you give yourself permission to step into that identity, it's so powerful and that's something that I don't think anyone needs to come to practitioner or master prac for. That's a tip that I want to give anyone listening on the podcast. Oh, that made me feel so warm and fuzzy. I'm just like <laughs> grinning as you say that because yeah, you can, like you can choose, you can choose to walk into a room differently tomorrow. Yeah, my auntie Anna always used to say like, I think the first time she told me it was in an email, but she was like, did you ever know, like, you can try, and it was when I was, like, 15 and super depressed, she was like, you know, I read this thing, like, that you can literally change your mood by just walking into a different room, and you just, like, look at that doorway as a portal, and you just choose to, like, whatever is not serving you in that room, like, you walk through it, and you put on something new. Right, and if it feels weird at first, you can try it on like a costume. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, it's beautiful. But, all right, a nugget. A nugget. One nugget coming right up. Here it is. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs> Boop. Um, I would say, I think the thing that I would say to you and to your listeners is that even if you don't think that you have anything to say you don't think you have anything to share or you think that what you have to say or what you have to share isn't that important or isn't big enough or shiny enough or profound enough or anything else enough to be interesting then you like you need to understand that whatever it is even if you just want to share that you felt sad as you had your first sip of coffee this morning or you're really proud of a postcard you wrote or a photo you took there is someone else in this global community of 7 billion people who needs to hear exactly what it is that you have to share today from you in your voice. And, you know, it doesn't matter what you see other people sharing or saying or talking about or whatever on social media or whatever cesspit of the internet you happen to be sucked into that day it doesn't matter what you see other people doing because even if it might appear that what they have to say or share is more important or better or cooler or whatever like what you have to say will resonate with another human on this planet there is some there is gonna be at least one other person who you can impact so whether that is you know sharing something about how you feel whether that's sharing a, an opinion that is unpopular like I, an opinion that doesn't harm or cause hate of course but sharing an opinion that's unpopular or new or not frequently mm-hmm. discussed whether that is sharing a win in your life 
Yes. Whether that's sharing a failure in your life, know that no matter what anyone else is doing, like your wins matter, your failures matter, your voice matters. And yeah, what you have to share with the world is really important. I love you so much. You're so beautiful. I love you too. (laughs) I'm so happy that we got to document this moment. I feel like all that was some gold nuggets. That was great. And such a beautiful way to wrap up these amazing two weeks in this Yes Supply journey. I feel emotional. I feel emotional <laughs> too. Like, but like the nice kind, right? Yeah, like, like it's sweet. Yeah. Like it's late and we gotta go to bed and we gotta like wake up and go to our last day tomorrow. I know, our last day of school. Our last day of school. We Will you sign my t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> but what was like an idea in the beginning where we were all going to say we want to have t-shirts and have everyone write like love things on t-shirts. Really? I and don't then, remember like, that. It was like a little conversation that was happening upstairs. I don't know oh. if you were there, but isn't that a good idea? Like to have a white t-shirt. That's like summer camp vibes. Yeah, that's what and we like, used to do at school. Instead of yearbooks, mm-hmm. everyone writes regular t-shirts. So then you can like wrap up in the love. Oh my god, we should go. Oh my god, buy how some t-shirts how tomorrow we morning. Get t-shirts before tomorrow. Okay, you guys, we okay, gotta go. I'm gonna task my subconscious mind to figure this out by the morning. <laughs> we need t-shirts. and We need like fab. Uh, fabric markers. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We got work to do. We got work to do. Good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. Well, good morning whenever you're listening to this. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And Katie, thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you for having me. I'll throw all the links um, where you can find Katie, follow Katie, and tune in for all of your sales coach and bulletproof bio and copywriting needs in the show notes and I will also throw in links about Yes Supply if you're curious and want to know more about the NLP world that Yes Supply is um, really kicking up in Toronto and in the global community as well so thank you so much have a beautiful day I will catch you next week Bye!